Thank you and Crystal for sharing with us last time. We, um, we, we come this morning as we look at uh, a passage of scripture that I, I think will be very helpful. It's one, um, it's on. It's reaching beyond the breaking point. What I'm getting ready to say this morning will take two individuals, two uh, case studies, and, um, and we want to share with you some things because what, I'm sharing, what I'll be sharing with you, no doubt you will be uh, confronted with uh, somewhere along the line when it comes down to your, your life and some of the things that you'll be running into. I look back over the two years or more, we look all the way back to 2015 and now to 2017. And from 2015, we had the car wreck coming from the uh, marriage retreat. Um, and from there, a few months later, that's when uh, Karen had the heart attack and um, uh, understand one thing happened, uh, life still goes on, you know, church still running, they still have to do things. Uh, all of the pressures and uh, still, quote, keeping the, keeping the schedule. Um, and how to maintain your cool through the whole process. Uh, this is what basically, I just want to get some ideas over to you this morning. Let's bow in prayer. Lord of God, as we come together, Thank you for your goodness to us, and as we approach your word, help us to have instant recall on those things that we have spent time on. May we uh, understand familiar stories. May we go a little bit deeper with it. In Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, amen. We come here to this man you might not know who he is at this point, but you will by the time we finish. While he was still speaking, someone came from the, uh, from the ruler of the synagogue house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Don't trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid. Only believe. She will be made well. You see a desperate man. He's the ruler of, of, of a synagogue. The synagogue was a place of teaching. He, um, he got into God's word. He taught God's word. He, he knew God's word. But what happens when it hits your home and it hits the ones you love? What happens when all of the pressures start coming in on you? And all the things that you learn in, in, in Bible school and Sunday school class, all of a sudden, now you're confronted. It's up into your face. Well, we, uh, in our introductory statement, the question is anything too hard for God? <laughs> if so, what is your burden of proof? And if not, why would you or I bring it in the verdict of, uh, of doubt without, with nothing to sustain it? If you say it's too hard for God, what's your burden of proof? It's too hard for God. Take God to court. <laughs> See? Matter of fact, what God has to say about it, see Genesis uh, eighteen fourteen, is anything too hard for, for the Lord? 
At the point of time, I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. Notice this is what God said himself. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is anything too hard for me? Is anything you're confronted with, anything that you're feeling, anything you're struggling with, is it too hard for me to handle? Then why you try to handle it on your own? How do you justify that? Who do you think you are operating on my earth doing your thing? <laughs> Thinking it through. Our theology, what we truly know and believe about God, will greatly affect every aspect of our life. Our trust, peace, our dependence, our decisions, our actions, our thoughts, our words, our core values. In these verses, there were two uh, crisis taking place. Let's consider the unique challenges that will drive them to reach beyond the breaking point. Because you see, everything that's going to happen to you, the first thing that God is going to do is to see how strong your theology is, not how bad your situation is. Are you hearing me? Whenever you are confronted with a situation, God wants to know how strong is your faith in me? Oh, you sing, Oh, How I Love Jesus, and all these other songs. Oh, you sing the happy song. Now tell me, why then are you sad, and why then are you stressed out when I told you to cast all your cares upon me? Why are you doing this? Tell me. Give me your burden of proof. What is it that I could not handle that you decide to handle, and you're too stressed out, you almost laying down and can't do a thing? Our, our trust and peace, our dependence, our decisions, our actions, our thoughts, our words, our core values. There was an old a song long ago about, don't worry, be happy. Uh, I forgot how the whistle go. I mean, well, I'm not going to even try. Oh, oh, boy, I got a little quiet. You give me tap dancing here, okay? Anyway, um, the, the whole idea was this. Don't worry, be happy. I mean, it was, it was a catchy little song. We'll catch a little song. And, and what God wants us to understand is that um, whatever happening, keep saying, well, God's going to work it out. Aren't you worried? He's got it. Why should I worry? Is anything too hard for God? No. Then why should I be bent out of shape? My daddy got it. Maybe you don't know my daddy. <laughs> but my daddy's got it. See, then I start my own little whistle when I learn how to do it, okay? All right, so we, uh, we go now to something else here, the desperate woman. Remember we said two case studies. So the first one is the desperate woman. And as we look at the desperate woman, I, I start off with a, this little snippet here. I hope you can see it, where this woman is grabbing hold of Jesus Christ's garment. She's desperate. She said, if, if I can just grab a hold of the tip of his garment, 12 years of suffering, she lost it all. 
When it comes down to the law, if you, if you had this issue of blood, all the things you're supposed to be doing, but she's still going through this. So for someone to say, well, won't you just keep the law? And all, she's going through it. No one could help her. No one. No one. What a struggle. There are some times when the Lord is just you and the Lord. And no doctor, no one will be able to help you. And my question is this. Are you reaching out? Like this lady. Are you reaching out? I don't care who's surrounding you and what people think. Get ugly. Reach out. <laughs> Some folks try to be cute look trying to reach out. I say, no, no. When it, when, it really gets, when it really gets serious, when it really gets serious, and that's what God, see, that's what God wants. To, God says, see, as long as it's not that serious, you're not going to be that serious with the Lord. If you're not that serious with the Lord, you will not depend on the Lord. So the Lord says, I want you to be good and serious. I won't kill you. I just let you go through this. And as you go through this, I want you to learn one thing, even this morning. Reach beyond the breaking point. When you feel like, oh, this won't kill it will not. If the Lord want to kill you, you don't, have, you don't have to say it's coming. You'll be gone. The Lord, the Lord does not have to take you through all of this razzmatazz to take you out. Brain amorism, slip down the stairs. Uh, I mean, there's a number of things. Luke 8.43 says, Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. So you can forget the doctors. Came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately, her flow of blood stopped immediately then I say no take a pill and uh, two or three days later and, uh, and here are the side effects of it like like you see on television when the Lord does something when the Lord intends something to happen miraculously to you that will glorify, glorify him immediately when you have accomplished all that God wants you to do, then God does immediately. Immediately. All the Job suffering, but all of a sudden, immediately. You just hang on there. Then it goes on. <clears throat> Luke. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitude thrown and press you, and you say, who touched me? You know, you, you can imagine the disciples, Lord, you, 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 I mean, people are pushing and everything else, and, and this lady is falling down, she's, and, he, and Lord, you, you say, Gee, come on, Jesus, you know. <laughs> You'd probably say the same thing, you know. Lord, what a, what a question. 14 reasons why people ask questions. It wasn't like he didn't know. Who touched me? This was a special type of touch. 
a lot of those folks is that Jesus got made bread over here. He'll be, he's back. Praise the Lord. He's back. I have some more bread. Hey, devil, trying to forget in line. I'm getting first. You know, do a miracle for me, Jesus. Oh, they're doing a whole lot of things. But this woman said, if I can just, that's all I want. It just touched the hem of his garment. And do you know what it means to be in a crowd of people that tight? Uh, that tight and to be on the ground trying to touch the hem of his garment. Do you know the danger that she put herself into? Do you know what type of stress and what she, all the things that could have happened? She didn't care anymore. The doctors couldn't help her. And yet still the pressure is there. But Jesus says, somebody touch me for I perceive power. Going out from me. How can somebody take power from God? I, I thought about that. I said, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. God gives power. How can anyone drain power from the Lord? Although his power is endless. How do you tap into something like that? He said, I feel it. <laughs> I don't know when you come before the Lord. I don't know when the, you come before the Lord. The Lord says, I feel it. Or the Lord said, have you been here yet? You know? <laughs> what makes the difference? What, what taps into the power of God? What makes you a recipient of his power that will minister to every part of your life? What makes God feel it? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Her faith, well, I don't care all those other folks, her faith reached through the crowd, through the pressure. Regardless of the sickness, her faith touched him. She didn't try to shout. They probably all those loud folks in the way. She didn't try to shout. All I said, all I need to do is touch him. I remember the song, He Touched Me. A long time ago. He touched me a long time ago. I'm not what I used to be. And I'm not what I ought to do with something like that. But he touched me, he touched me, he touched me. He touched me a long time ago. And when I reached out to the Lord, and then she felt as she reached out. See, you cannot expect to receive if you have not reached out, we, we, we think that we're supposed to be, just, just be, I'm a child of God, so I'm supposed to believe it, receive it. You, okay, go ahead, right here. Go ahead and do that. But what, what, as far as God is concerned, when you reach out, there's a conduit where now what you reach out with, here's come the power of your healing. Here's what you need for that moment. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what you're getting ready to go through. But I'm just simply saying God's power will never leave you. It's always there. There's no need at any time to be stressed out. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him said, and said, uh, him, she declared to him in, a, in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. Master, I've been bleeding all these years and I didn't have any other hope. 
Lord, I'm, I, I, didn't, I wasn't trying to do anything. I wasn't trying to hurt you. I just, I just knew that if I, if I could just, if I can just touch your garment, I knew I would be here. I know who you are. It's, well, it's good when you know Jesus. <laughs> that's, what, that's, why, that's why we want you to get into the word. That's why we want God's word to get into you. It's good to know Jesus. It brings in peace. You're not struggling inwardly. If you're struggling inwardly, the word that I'm going to start bringing up from this point on is, I want you to repeat that to me, stronghold. What is it? We'll talk about that a little bit later. This guy, we talk about this other guy. Luke 8, 48. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith hath made you well. Go in peace. She believed and embraced the impossible. She became focused on her function and purpose. She believed that immediate action was necessary. She did not permit her immediate challenges and suffering hinder her intended goal. She set realistic expectations on the only person, Jesus, who can make it happen. If she was here, she said, I'll tell you how it happened. I, would, I, don't, I don't need to write a book. Just watch this. <laughs> I touched him. You see, and, and, when, and when you, you see, that's why I said, that's why I say intent and content. When your, in, when intentionality is there, the content of what happens, when, you, when it happens, God sees it and it affects him. And remember what the psalmist says, thou knowest my thoughts, what? Afar off. And notice the position. She had only one opportunity that I see at this point. Jesus was walking away, going to help Jairus. She, inter she interrupted a healing. Uh, he inter he, she interrupted something else that Jesus was getting ready to do. She interrupted somebody else's miracle. Jairus was saying, come to my, Jairus was saying, come to my house and put your hand on my daughter. I mean, he had, a, had it all script out. And as you put your hand on my daughter, she'll be healed. A lot of us come, come to the Lord with all this list of what the Lord should do, you know. And, and Jesus didn't argue with, with him. She, so he started walking with him. And while he was doing this, she, as he's going to meet his need, she re recognized her need will not be met unless she do it right now. And so she believed, she became focused, she believed that the immediate action was necessary. She did not permit her immediate challenges and suffering hinder her intended goal. What is your goal? Write it out. What's your goal? I said, well, to the college students, I have this goal of finishing college. Good. Then, then, then what? And then after I finish college, I'm going to do that. Then what? You know what's going to happen? You're going to run to the end of yourself because you're going to you come to the end of, I don't have any other goals. And like Napoleon, you'll be disappointed because you have no other countries to conquer. Because you're operating in the flesh and not in the spirit. 
But when you're operating in the spirit, God starts giving you goals that keep on going on and on and on and on. What's your goal? Her unshakable and aggressive faith enabled her to hear these words from the Lord Jesus Christ. Watch it closely. It says, Luke 8, 48, and, she, and he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. You got that now? Watch what Jesus said to other people. To other ladies that would do it, he would say, woman. He even would say to Mary, what? Woman. But to her, like to the, uh, the woman that was, was being stoned and everything else, he said, woman. But to her, he said, daughter. He says, daughter. It's amazing, the endearment of the words. Daughter. He said, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you here. Well, go in peace. We come now to the next, the desperate man, Jairus. And as we look at Jairus, we look at his plea and challenge. So it was when Jairus returned that the multitude welcomed him for they were all, all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged. Him. He didn't care who he was. Hey, did you notice the lady fell down and grabbed his garment? He's he's a ruler. He fell. He didn't care. He want. He don't care about getting ugly. He fell down and begged him to to come to his house. For he had only a daughter about twelve years old. Remember, twelve years sick, twelve year old daughter, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Well, that's what that lady interjected there. So we had to jump ahead. His deciding moment. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid. Only believe. She will be made well. Here is Jairus. His daughter is dying. He gets to Jesus they're finally on their way. Praise God, my Jesus is going to do what I asked him to do. Put his hand on my daughter. My daughter will be healed. And all of a sudden says, don't bother the master anymore. She's dead. What happens when your agenda falls apart? What happens when you, your plans of how you want Jesus to do it doesn't work? What happens when you get to the end of the road and there's no other, there's nothing else. You want to get there, but you have this gap. How, how do I reach beyond the gap? What enables me to reach beyond the impossible? I must realize I can't do it myself. That's where the testimonies come in. See, because if you're able to do this, the impossible, then you start writing books. Reverend Dr. Mr. So-and-so, you know, la, 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 la. How you, how you reach beyond the gap. See, eight steps to reaching beyond the gap. La, 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 la. But what happens when you get to this point and you can't, when it seems like all is hopeless and it seems like everyone have given up? 
The people says, forget it. His heart probably sunk in him. He knew it was over. If you were at a movie, some would say, well, end the story, sorry, guy, you know. But they didn't know who they were messing with. <laughs> it was Jesus coming, not just a regular physician. Not the ones who couldn't help that young lady. His depressing environment. When he came into the house, he permitted no one to go in except Peter, James, John, and the father and mother. And now all wept and mourned for her, but he said, do not weep, for she is not dead, but sleeping. Now, now everybody in that house, and here's, where, here's how the Lord says, first the Lord says, don't get bent out of shape, don't worry, I got this, she's going to live, don't fear. The next thing, that when the Lord to told him that, now he had to go with what David said, yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadows of death? I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. That's Jehovah Shammah. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. He goes through, he goes through this, and here's what he's hearing. He's hearing people who were, who's weeping and mourning. He's hearing all of the people that he loved and know. Everything says is hopeless. But you, sometimes you have to walk through all of the hopelessness to get to where God wants you to be. So keep walking. In the airport, they used to have this thing to keep walking, keep walking, you know. And uh, I'll, I'll get on that, that, that little mover. And I'll be, hey, 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 you know. <laughs> you know, and the Karen say I'll keep climbing. But anyway, I'll be, uh, I'll, but it says keep walking, so I'll be walking on. But it, it'll just say keep walking, keep walking. Lord says, that's, that's what I want you to do. Keep walking. The moment that we stop, we, we, we mentally shut down. Repeat that to me. The moment I stop, I mentally shut down. I have never seen people rejoicing in the Lord in a shut down situation. It's the, what they call the pits. And they ridiculed him knowing that she was dead. You see what the response of the crowd? They ridiculed him. When they heard Jesus saying that they, they ridiculed him. They couldn't understand. What do you mean she's asleep? Man, she's dead. D-E-A-D. -E dead. Gone. Check her out. And they, they ridiculed. No, no there's, there's another way people laugh. Everyone knows how some people laugh. Sometimes they laugh out of embarrassment. <laughs> okay. Some people laugh when they're ridiculing. It's the type of laugh that one that one gets down to your soul. They it's almost it's a scorn. <laughs> you know you don't laugh like that. Stop it. And you you laugh and says and they ridiculed him knowing that she was dead. You know, you think the storyline would stop there, but no, the Lord says, no, I want you to see the whole story. Here's what happened then. 
his delightful experience. Luke 8, 54. But, she, but he put them all outside. That's the best place to have all those folks, right? Since you don't believe, believe outside. Don't believe in here. Believe outside. No. Okay. Took her. That's, that's another, another thing when you're under pressure. The first thing when you are under pressure, control the environment. Remember about, about, uh, about I do, you watch. The Lord teaches us as the master, when you're under pressure, control the environment. Don't try to do something miraculous with all the ridiculous going on at the same time. Okay? And so, but he put them all outside, took her by the hand, and called, saying, little girl, arise. And Luke 8, 55, then her spirit returned. And she arose immediately. And he commanded that she be given something to eat. And all that darkness, and all that darkness, all of a sudden it says, little girl arise. And, and then she opened her eyes. She heard the master's voice. Luke 8.56, and her parents were astonished, but he charged him to tell no one what had happened. Now, do you think they did that? No, they, they, they went on tell it, told everybody. <laughs> they had a song, I said I wasn't going to tell nobody, but I just couldn't take it to myself. <laughs> when, 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 when God works out a blessing in your life, But I, I, I promise you, and I said, remember when I said the thing about the man that, that I think is, is very important is that he, as he, he rejoiced in seeing his daughter, she's now alive. Jesus have, have, she have, have brought her back. The thing that was holding her down that would have kept her down was strongholds. What's the word? Some of us are suffering from strongholds. There is the stronghold of doubt. Whenever we have the stronghold of doubt, as long as it has a hold of you, you'll never go forward. The stronghold of anger. The stronghold of unforgiveness. What do you, do you think that the Lord's going to work out something significant in your life is, uh, if those things, I'm just naming just a few. There are so many strongholds. And these strongholds, the stronghold of independence. And these strongholds hold you back from all that God really wants to do. You'll be astonished what the Lord would do. If you let go, observation, looking at the experience of Jairus, it makes it very clear that it can happen to us. There were two recorded uh, responses. The word of God, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be well. There were two responses in that whole scenario, what God said. And then, and the stronghold 
pool of doubt surrounding Jerry's faith. They, these were the two things running through the whole storyline. You see it? Don't worry. Don't let this, don't let fear grab you. Don't let it shut you down. I want you to think right now. My prayer, oh God, help our congregation right now to identify a stronghold in their life. The, the, the young lady who said, I can, if only I could touch the hymn, she didn't have any stronghold. <laughs> she was just trying to get a hold, right? <laughs> what a contract. But Jarius, he had a stronghold. Both of them had serious situations. Both of them involved eight years. Both of them had, were dealt with, had dealt with crisis. But it's how they addressed the crisis, where their faith was that made the difference. And in order to, the thing that keeps us from reaching beyond the breaking point is the fact that we have a tendency um, to let the strongholds hold us down. Today, this same pattern still exists. Uncontrollable circumstances of reliable, available, and resourceful father and the vicious pull of the stronghold from the flesh in doubting the fact that nothing is impossible with God. That's on only believe, only believe all things are possible if we only believe. As we close this morning, I thank you for your attention. I, I hope that this, these twofold, uh, this twofold scenario will kind of help you kind of think, think through some things um, when it comes down to your life and where you should be. That's very important, very important. What it is about life and where life is now, every time you turn around, there's problems, isn't it? In our government, look like everybody's going crazy. <laughs> Everywhere you turn around, and the Lord says, don't worry, I got this. And what he said to Jarius, he says to you, is anything too hard for God? Only believe. Only believe. And when you believe God, his word says only believe. He, he, didn't, see how to, he didn't say that to Jairus, but the whole idea was this. He says, uh, only believe. And he believed. And he received what God had in store for him. And I'm saying to you, I don't care what you're confronted with. I don't care what you're up against. Only, only believe. Reach beyond the breaking point. That's where the testimonies are. That's where life are, lives are impacted. My prayer that God would touch you. And I'd like to pray for you. If, if God is, is talking to your heart and say, hey, I have a, I have a stronghold that I'm dealing with. And understand, it doesn't have to be something um, demon-possessed and everything else. It, just, it, it don't have to be a big strong. It's just enough, just enough to keep you from believing. If you're that person, I would like to pray for you.
Will you stand? Say, Don, that's me. I, I have a stronghold in my life. There's something I need to let go if I'm going to really walk with the Lord. Strongholds. Strongholds. Rewrite the story in your life. Rewrite it. Rewrite it. Strongholds. Any others? It's between you and God. You and God. I just want to pray for you. I want you to have the victory. I want others to be blessed by your victory. Father, thank you for our time together. Thank you for your word and thank you for the storylines. As we looked at this, as we looked at um, the woman that you call, uh, Jesus called daughter. <laughs> and looked at Jairus receiving his daughter back to life. Thank you, Lord. You're in control at all times. That's your characteristics. And we can rest. That's why we have perfect peace if our mind is stayed on thee. And the things that's keeping us from getting there, Lord, please help us now to make a, a decision away from getting beyond that gap. Help us, Lord, to reach beyond. Help us, Lord, to be where you want us to be, that you'll be glorified. As the song, lead me, guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I know one thing, I will not stray. So I look to you, Lord, we look to you. Thank you for the saints of God who are honest with you. Because it's, it's between you and them. I look for great things in their lives. Some may be reaching out just to touch the hem of your garment. And trust for the results. Because it all belongs to you. And it's be anyone who do not know Christ as their Savior. May this be the turning point in their life, Lord. Reaching beyond the gap. Realizing that they can't save themselves. That only through the blood of Jesus Christ that they are a sinner. That Jesus Christ died for their sins, rose again. That if they confess their sin in the Lord and ask for forgiveness, that it will be done. Thank you for what you're going to do. Great is your faithfulness. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. And all the saints said, Amen.